What are your expectations for Easter at your church this year? Especially for those that are visiting for the first time and who may be totally unfamiliar with the Christian faith. Hi, I'm Yvonne Pratt, and welcome to the Effective Church Communications Podcast. In answer to that question, I'd like to propose that you make it okay for visitors to reject Jesus at your Easter service. And in today's podcast, I'll tell you why. Now, before you assign this podcast and the blog article that goes with it to me being a total heretic who thinks, in the end, everybody gets saved no matter what they believe, be assured that nothing could be further from my intention. I take very seriously the truth that if people do not have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, and only Jesus Christ, there is no other Savior, that they will spend eternity in endless suffering separated from God. That's why I want to share five reasons with you why you need to make it okay for visitors to reject Jesus at Easter. And of course, the purpose of all of this is not just that we stop at their rejection, but I'll give you suggestions on how to move that rejection to exploration and ultimately acceptance of the Christian faith. While you're planning ways to invite people and doing all your PR, keep these ideas in mind and realize that Easter is really just the start of a relationship with unchurched people. As you begin, you probably need to lower your expectations on getting a significant spiritual response from your guests at Easter. Yes, you plan, you work, you do everything that you can to get a large turnout in numbers. And that's a good thing. You've got to start with lots and lots of people. But you need to remember that in our post-Christian society today, it takes time to make a spiritual impact. Don't be surprised, shocked, or upset if visitors don't immediately respond to the gospel message that you present at Easter. And by the way, I am hoping that you do have a very clear one. It's astounding to me when I look over some services and things, how people get so excited about just the rejoicing parts of it, and that's good, but that they don't clearly tell people what the gospel is, what it means that Jesus died for their sins. So I don't want to get sidetracked on that, but be sure you do have a very clear presentation. But remind yourself that just because they don't respond most likely had nothing to do with your presentation or even perhaps with how spiritually hungry they are. People's initial response to any new idea is rejection. And that's that's how it is, whether it's it's whatever it whatever it is. But what I'm going to give you now are some observations and five suggestions on things that you need to understand that will help you ultimately connect in a positive way with people. The first thing is remember that many of your Easter visitors don't know that Easter is about Jesus. They come into your church with very different expectations. Visit any store today that sells Easter goodies, and from what's on display, what does it tell you Easter's about? You see bunnies and baby chicks and baskets of goodies and lots of chocolate, and people 
obviously conclude that's what Easter is all about. You don't find banners in your local Target that exclaim, this is the time Jesus paid for our sins on the cross. It's actually even hard to find a chocolate cross in many stores today. Several years ago, George Barna did a survey that showed that 46% Did you hear that? 46% of unchurched people do not know that Easter has anything to do with the resurrection of Jesus. And I would imagine that the current percentage is even higher. Now, we often talk about how we need to remind people that Jesus is the reason for the season at Christmas, but most people still know that Christmas is about baby Jesus in the manger, even if they don't understand the significance of the story. But for Easter, many people have no idea of its spiritual origins, because in many cases, that's been almost erased from secular culture, and we shouldn't be shocked that people don't know. I've quoted this statistic and given this challenge in some earlier podcasts, but it's very worth repeating because those of us who are in the church, those of us who believe in Jesus, we know to the core of our being what Easter is about, and it is the most significant day for us, but we need to constantly remind ourselves that it really does not have the same meaning to people outside the church. The second thing that you need to keep in mind is that Easter guests did not come to your church to hear about Jesus. You think, well, maybe they came because they really have this spiritual hunger. Maybe not at all. Most visitors come to your church at Easter for a variety of reasons that have nothing to do with spiritual seeking. They just may want to spend time with their family, or they may want to hear the music, or they may want to take their kids to a special program. The petting zoo, the free brunch, the Easter egg hunt for kids, that's what they came for. Listening to the sermon is not what they looked forward to. For many, that's simply the price of admission. Most don't come to be challenged in life-changing ways, and chances are they aren't ready for what they might hear. Now, the third thing to keep in mind is that multiple exposures are needed for every new idea. For every new idea, whether it's a new way to use technology or a new product, marketers tell us that it often takes seven or more times, think at least multiple, exposures for people to go through the process of rejecting the new idea tolerating it, and finally accepting it. Because people in our post-Christian world know so little about Jesus and the Christian faith, it often takes the same process before someone can make an informed decision to follow Jesus. On Easter Sunday, many people hear that Jesus rose from the dead for the first time. And like any new message, most likely they will reject it. Make that okay acknowledge that people visiting the church may have questions about the message. Ask questions with them. Assure them of the importance of the gospel and that it's okay to question. In fact, it's really important to question because if you accept it, it will change your life now and forever. But also challenge them of the importance of looking for answers to their questions. Number four, and it gets better as we go along here, you have the opportunity to invite them to learn more about Jesus. You can do this in several ways, and one of the best ways is a simple 
bulletin insert and I've got all kinds of free ones done up already for you. You don't have to make them up yourself. They're on the website. They're free. No strings attached. But a simple bulletin insert or you can do this exact same thing with social media that invites them to either seeker Bible studies, websites that answer questions, that has a link to people who will dialogue with them. The message on it is, uh, well, let me just read you the message on it. Still have questions. Many people do. You've heard the story of Jesus rising from the dead, but after you leave the church, when brunch is over and you've had your fill of chocolate, you might wonder, is it just a story? Or did it really happen? If it did, what does it mean to me? If you've got those questions, we've got options for you. On the back of this sheet, we hope you'll check out the websites and events we've got to help you with your research. Take all the time you want. The issues are worth it. Now, on the back of a handout like this, or if you use it on social media, links, whatever, you can list maybe some upcoming seeker Bible studies, or just discussion times, or I highly recommend something like Latte with a Pastor, where people can just get together and ask questions. Maybe some websites that they can link to, or books to read, if they don't want to really interact with people at first, if they're a little timid about that. Be sure also to include include emails, social media, phone numbers of people who would be willing to interact with people that have questions about the faith and who are able to lead them to a knowledge of Jesus. This is so important and be sure that anyone that says that they're willing to do this will follow through and do it. Number five, you can personally affirm doubt and again invite them to dialogue. It's one thing to have it in print. But even better is a verbal reassurance that though they might want to respond to Jesus today, and that's wonderful, that even if they don't believe a word you said, that you and the church are open to exploration, discussion, and are able to dialogue and answer questions. The hardest part of all of this, of course, is that you really have to want to do it and take time to do it. And one thing, I'm going to say something now that I, I know will upset some of you, but I think it's absolutely essential that churches have some kind of welcoming follow-up the week after Easter. I know you're all exhausted. I know many of you just want to totally take off, go away, rest, crawl in a cave, whatever. But if you have something right away the following week that you can really encourage people with, that you can talk to them about their questions, that can be, again, an eternity-changing situation. The entire Easter season, and particularly Easter week, is exhausting, and our natural tendency after it is to want to rest and not to actively engage with questioning people. But the most important part of the celebration can come after it if you allow visitors to doubt, question, to not be shocked if they reject Jesus when they initially hear about him. But at the same time that you give them opportunities to question, dialogue, search, and ultimately meet the real Jesus, the reason we celebrate Easter, and who can offer your visitors forgiveness of sins and life eternal.
That's all of our podcast for now. I have lots of resources for you, free templates of not only handouts and social media that you can use to connect with visitors at Easter and other times of the year. All of that is free for you at www.effectivechurchcom.com. Please tell your friends about these resources. They are totally free and the website takes no outside advertising and we don't have any affiliate marketing on it. So you can come to the website, just relax and learn more about how you can do outreach and effective church communications. And now I'd like to close in prayer for all of you. Lord Jesus, I pray for all of the people listening to this, that you would empower them, that you would give them understanding, that they would be able to see in the hearts of those who don't know you. I pray for all the church communicators and the pastors and the workers in the church who will be reaching out to people at Easter. I pray, Lord, that all over the world where people are listening to this podcast, that you would give them a love, a compassion, a caring, and the energy to follow through and to follow up with people until they can help them find an eternal relationship with you. Lord Jesus, we praise you and we thank you so much for Easter. Now help us to be good representatives of yours as we share your message with a hurting world. In Jesus' name, amen.